Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Well, football is back, sort of. You want to count that stuff that's happening right now in Canada's football. But we've got the big show tonight, the Football Hall of Infamy Induction Show Class of 2022. You are listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Here with you live on a Thursday night, August the 4th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. I got Jay on late. So I have to check to see if he's actually there. Jay, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Good. Usually run into problems when I let you on after the show has started, but I was. Uh, yeah, that was cutting it pretty close tonight. You must have been deep in prep work. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Deep as in getting something to drink in case my throat goes out. So yeah. But uh, hey, everything works, has worked out well so far, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, we are here. We've got our. Uh, formal wear once again on, and we're ready to do the uh, pigskin version of our Hall of Fame slash Hall of Infamy induction ceremonies. Last time we joined you, Jay did his baseball inductions and kept it relatively lighthearted. Uh, not a lot of violence and, and drugs and, and all that stuff, uh, none of that. Um, very straightforward, still kept it entertaining, so good on him. I am taking a different turn tonight. I am getting extra dank and extra dark, and uh, I kind of surprised myself by how far dark I was going. But, you know, there, there's some things we've overlooked over the years and uh, putting together our Hall of Infamy. There's some very, very infamous things that have happened, and uh, I'm going to get to some of them tonight uh, that should have been in a, a while ago and some you know, relatively recent, and some that some stories none of you have ever heard of. I, I promise you, uh, some of the, the research that I was doing, looking up these stories, uh, everything is going to be out there once uh, the show is over. The uh, post itself uh, should be up because I had a time to go up right now when the show started live. So for those of you who want to cheat and look ahead, it's there for you on our blog. There it is, 2022 Hall of Infamy Inductions in much less detail .blogspot.com. That's where you go to read our blog. Uh, when you're not reading our Hall of Infamy Inductions, you're going there to check on our football picks all season long when we start making actual picks again in a little over a month from now. So, Jay, you about ready to do this? I am ready to go. Oh, it's, uh, it's been something, uh, putting putting all this together. Yeah, did you go back to the 1960s? I, I didn't. You you got oh. the uh, you got the the old timey stuff locked down. I couldn't <laughs> go back that far. There's there's a lot of stuff that's happened that I'm aware of that I'm going to be putting in throughout the years. Uh, much more aware and, and much sooner than stuff that's happened before our time. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll sit down and go back and, and look up some incidents. From the uh, from the olden days, I'm sure there's a lot. 
uh, that's happened that I'm not aware of. It's just that I'm not aware of it, so I can't put it in. But the stuff that I'm aware of, I'm, I'm, I've got my list I've been keeping up with. I'm all over it. Uh, I don't know how much of I'm going to knock off of your list tonight. I, I'm thinking probably not very much. I think these stories are uh, things that are unique to, to my sort of way of looking at things. I, I might be surprised. Maybe I do eliminate something off your list, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But, yeah, it, this isn't for the weak at heart, folks. This is uh, extra dark, extra dank. Um, this is this is going to be uh, a walk down the dark side. You know, Vice has their series, Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of Football. Uh, they do a very good job on that stuff, but they can't do everything, right? So, you know, that's where we come in. We got to fill in some of the cracks. So that's what I'm aiming to do tonight. I'm going extra dark side of the NFL in my football Hall of Infamy class of 2022 inductions. And I guess I'm about ready to get this thing going. So hopefully you all are settled in and ready to go and ready for what I got in store. I hope I don't disappoint. I'm going to start right off the bat something that we've overlooked and something I think we should have found a way to slip this in years ago, but I'm going to do it tonight. We got to get right off on the, on the right foot or the wrong foot or the really violent foot as it turned out. Ladies and gentlemen, our first inductees into the hall of fame, infamy, hall of fame slash hall of infamy class of 2022 NFL division, Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson. Yeah, we got to get these murder victims into the wow. hall of infamy right damn yeah. now. They are infamous. I mean, you're not going to bring up like I. crime scene photos and stuff, are you? I know I didn't go that far. The story itself okay. is gruesome enough. Yes, it is. Uh, and I'm just going to tell the story uh, as I have it written up on the blog. Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson are infamous for being knifed to death by an NFL Hall of Famer. Allegedly. Allegedly. On June 12, 1994, the juice really was loose when O.J. Simpson, an all-time great Bills running back and C-list actor, is thought to have stabbed his ex-wife, Nicole, and a waiter, Ron Goldman, who was returning Nicole's mother's lost sunglasses to Nicole at her condo. O.J. is historically judged to have had a jealous streak and snapped in a rage of fury. He didn't pay for his actions at criminal trial, where he was found not guilty in what was called the trial of the century. However... Goldman's father, Fred, won a civil suit against O.J. for $33 million. The family also won the rights to the Simpson book, If I Did It, where he pretended to map out the murders as if he wasn't involved in them. There is simply no more infamous incident in NFL history. Simpson was a beloved public figure at the time of the murders. He had spent several years as a sideline reporter with NBC after concluding one of the most productive careers ever. The Heisman winner and number one overall pick out of Southern Cal, he was a 1973 league MVP when he gobbled up 2,003 rushing yards in 14 games. He racked up a number of acting roles during and after his playing days, including famous turns in the Naked Gun series of movies and as a Hertz car, a car rental spokesman. O.J. had the world on a string, but his jealousy consumed him and caused him to <laughs> allegedly slice the bodies of his ex and a man he assumed was nailing his ex. The slow-motion Ford Bronco car chase. Uh, it was gay, by the way. Ah, well, bad assumption on O.J.'s part. Yeah. The slow, 
The slow motion Ford Bronco car chase, the spectacle of a trial, the bloody glove, all of that. It's all part of a sordid story that lit up the country in the mid-90s. Everyone was talking about it, and everyone stopped what they were doing when the verdict was read midday on October 3rd, 1995, and he was found not guilty. It was the late Johnny Cochran, one of his lawyers, who declared, if the glove don't fit, you must have quit. But for Goldman and Nicole, the thing maybe you should have said, uh, you will die in a haze because O.J. was in a craze or, or, or something. The pair will live on in infamy as they probably have in the Juice's dreams every night since. Ladies and gentlemen, the first inductees of the Hall of Infamy class of 2022, Ronald Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson. Wow. Yeah, I, I wouldn't give them applause. Don't give them <laughs> Well, our, our crowd is just as dank and uh, dark as we are. So yeah, the crowd was probably it. more like gasping, like, oh. oh. <laughs> In horror, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, we, we have the crowd that was watching uh, uh, Will Smith slap Chris Rock. That was our crowd. <laughs> um, There's so many characters you want to talk about from from that whole OJ fiasco to the, the – you, know, you could have put in so many different things, obviously, the, the victims uh, – or what we always forget about, right? Everybody remembers sure. the trial and, and and the Bronco and Al Howlings and the If I Did It and and, and all of those. But uh, yeah, we sometimes gets uh, forgotten in this. Sadly, is the fact that, that two people are dead and OJ is still looking for the killers. Very very much looking for the, the working very hard diligently, still looking for those killers. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that thing just gripped the country uh, when it happened. That whole spectacle, the whole thing was was a mess from the get go. The the the, the L.A. Uh, uh, police department. That's a whole other spectacle and a whole other group of characters that that basically fucked up the case and and made it so so that O.J. could could could, uh, could walk free. Uh, yeah, there's a there was a lot that was going on there, but just yeah, at the heart of it, it, it was a man that had a jealous rage and decided to murder his, his ex-wife and and a guy that he thought was gonna was dating his ex-wife or, or sleeping with her or something. Like you said, that uh, was not the case uh, because the guy was uh, not playing with the, for that team. But yeah, uh, as, as infamous as it gets, basically, was the whole OJ thing. Uh, I, you forget that even O.J. was a Hall of Fame player. That's how much this is all overshadowed, as it should, really. Um, yeah, as a great, great football career, player. Yeah, as great as his career was, and it was great, uh, no one talks about it anymore. No one, You don't see any football highlights of the Jews. You don't see uh, – oh. they go out of their way no. when someone breaks like an O.J. record to not mention O.J. Simpson, but you kind of have to at that point. But other than that, they don't talk about him at all. Yeah, he's the Benoit of. Uh, yeah, he really is. He is, he is the Benoit of, uh, of football. The, the star who shall not be mentioned. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great call. He really is uh, the Chris Benoit of the NFL. We're we're just gonna pretend. Except he's still going. He's still alive and right. still embarrassing himself every now and then. So. So yeah, that's how we get started, folks. I told you it's gonna be dark. Now, wait a minute. Jumping. Off that's, the top that's, how you, that's how you started. That's how we start. It, it, it gets worse. It gets darker that's and what? it gets nastier. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, 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 I'm telling you, I warned you people, I'm getting extra dark tonight. We're going to move on to our you, second you inductee. You know, you, talk, you always talk about taking care of the mentals. Uh, something I should know. 
Uh, no, I'm just trying to really get to the the people that deserve the the real ah, okay. hell of infamy part of this. You're going um, you're going heavy on the infamy. I really really heavy. I, I, I got a <laughs> long list of guys that have made their their names uh, in ways that they're not very proud of, and I think they they deserve. I think they all deserve the uh, the spotlight that they're getting. And I'm gonna oh yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, our... it's nothing about me. I'm not I'm not killing my wife or anybody uh, anytime soon. At least I don't think I am. But... I mean, our, we've already talked about in the past how our football uh, Hall of Infamy, which is much more extensive because we've been doing it for so much longer, it's much more voluminous than our uh, baseball one. And yeah, we have our whole, we have an entire uh, crime and punishment wing in our in our oh, hall, yeah. in our football Hall of Infamy. So this is going to all kind of fit right in there. You walk in, you get the Law and Order, you know, playing. So yeah, you right. got a lot of that going this time. Oh, the whole axis of evil. It, it, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming for some of these people. They, they all And we're going to move into our second inductee. Let's keep the killing going. Let's stay with the violence. Let's stay with the uh, the, 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 the homicide wing where, where people are actually dying. Because, again, all of infamy, if you kill someone, you absolutely deserve uh, to be in a hall of infamy, and it's the NFL. Unfortunately, we have a lot of guys that have done a lot of killing, um, and one of them is uh, tangentially tied to this year's uh, Hall of Fame inductions. If you watched any of that proceeding tonight in, in Canton, they brought out the this year's inductees, and it was a nice feel-good moment, and everybody got the fuzzies. And one of those guys out there was Dick Vermeil, former Rams Super Bowl winning coach, and you're not going to hear any stories about this man when they go back and do the Dick Vermeule story and all the uh, the recapping of what made him a Hall of Famer because he's got some guys in his head, in his past that maybe are not so Hall of Fame worthy, and this is right at the top of the list. Ladies and gentlemen, our second inductee into the Football Hall of Infamy class of 2022, Leonard Little. Oh. Jay remembers Little Little. I got a reaction. I got to pop out of Jay, so he remembers that one. For those of you who are not familiar with his story, Leonard Little, former defensive end for the Rams, infamous for, unlike OJ, actually being convicted of killing somebody. The Leonard Little story fits into one of my hard truths from our podcast earlier this summer, namely, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. The reason Little will never hear his name in Canton and thus finds himself enshrined here is because his brilliant career is bracketed by two drunk driving arrests. During his rookie year in St. Louis in 1998, Little demolished a woman who was on her way to pick up her son. He blew a .19 on the breathalyzer. He was sentenced to 1,000 hours of community service and suspended eight games by the NFL. Little was nonetheless an impactful rotation player, and he was on the field for a Hall of Infamy moment when Kevin Dyson was tackled by Mike Jones one yard short of glory as the Rams beat the Titans in Super Bowl 34. Little put together 10 very productive years for the Rams starting in his third season, including a Pro Bowl and two seasons leading the league in forced fumbles. It would be foolish to suggest that St. Louis should have shown him the door after his manslaughter conviction. It wouldn't be foolish to say that the organization should have watched him a little better knowing his alcohol issues. Little got arrested again in 2004 for DWI. Despite smelling of booze and failing three sobriety tests and admitting he was drinking, somehow Little was acquitted of DWI but convicted of speeding. 
He also had charges the year before pressed by a girlfriend for stalking and harassment. It just goes to show that no matter how many people know you're a drunk and a bad guy, you can keep getting chance after chance as long as you're productive. Little was able to put together a fine career, but he won't be the star of any autograph sessions anytime soon. Our second inductee into the Hall of Infamy this year, Leonard Little. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, if he didn't want to be suspended so long by the NFL, he should have just uh, sexually assaulted 25 women. And counting. And those yes. are the ones that, that, those are the ones that sued him. Those are the ones that complained. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that actually we don't said know. something. We don't know about how many said yes. <laughs> I'm just I also don't know how many in shame just don't ever want to bring up his name and, and don't want to think about any of this ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard Level, and, you know, another – a good player. Yeah, yeah, really good. He's a good player, but, boy, you just want to talk about you, you don't hear – his name is really Mm-mm. ever brought up. So. Never. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sort of uh, – you are you are plumbing the depths. You are finding some stories. Yeah, I, I honestly – I remembered the name, but I didn't remember the circumstances. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was uh, just driving along, drunk as hell, leaving a party, I believe, and just yeah. destroyed a woman that was going to pick her son up from a concert, just just plowed right into her and killed her instantly. And yeah, 1.19, by the way, is, is like .11 more than the legal limit, yeah. I believe. So Yeah, .08 in a lot of places. Right, he was, he was blitzed, so to speak. Yeah, but we have plenty of stories of that. Um, Mm-hmm. We've got with uh, we've got the one down in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was that was that Dante Stallworth? I believe it was. You know, and then we got last year we had Henry Ruggs. Uh, he was I don't know if there was alcohol involved in that, but for the speeds that he was driving, but uh, yeah, boy, the NFL just keeps it is the gift that always will give. Uh, it, apparently, it's it's a lot of guys out there that have murdered people. It's amazing. There's, there's, I don't think there's a whole lot of baseball players you can go through and go, yeah, oh, I remember that guy. He killed someone. I remember that other guy. He killed someone, too. There's not a lot of guys at NBA, uh, not a lot of people that kill other people. There seems to be a lot of those in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the baseball is a little light on the murder, at least so far that we have found. But, you know, football's uh... – it's a much. It's, it's. I think it has some to do with the violence of the sport. Possibly. And, it, and, and it, what it attracts. Not not like the, you know. I'm saying like, you know, people play uh, Grand Theft Auto on their the video game and they're going to go murder people. I'm saying it's just that it attracts. I think a different uh, type of individual. Right. The type of person that would choose to slam his body into people for a living. Right. Uh, probably has physicality issues and aggression yeah. issues. Possibly. Plus, the then you you mix that up with the the what you call the uh, roided up troglodytes. You know, oh, that was yeah. what you always called was that Clay Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was that's a lot of guys, and then you put that in the mix, and yeah, it, it is a, uh, a strange brew, so to speak. No, no doubt. I, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> so. Yeah, we got a lot to choose from. I'm, I'm plowing through these pretty fast, too. We're going to have a whole lot of time left at, uh, in the live portion. So we're already up to our third entry. It's just uh, so, this... so, so much so depressing. <laughs> I told you. I warned you. Extra dark. <laughs> I'm going to get off the killing for a second. I'm going to just get icky. Uh, and this story, I don't know if you're 
uh, aware of it. But we're gonna gonna go uh, t- down a different road. But we're we're gonna stay in the in the criminal element, and we're gonna go back to prison, and we're gonna go to uh, actually a tie-in uh, to the another tie-in to our our Hall of Infamy. We had a play uh, and a player from the Rams that. Uh, uh, did you inducted the, the linebacker, right, Mike Jones? Or, or oh no, you inducted Kevin Dyson, the the guy right. that got stuck. Kevin, Kevin Dyson was actually involved in two things um, between the Music City Miracle uh, and then being the guy who was tackled at the one yard line. Hmm. So there's there's a it's an infamous well, yeah. career, and it and it doesn't involve any yeah. murders. So, so that's something. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, so this tie-in is where you brought in the first father-son duo as a combination entry. And there was uh, criminal the element to that one. That was, no, that was not. Old, that was not old, good yeah. Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, there was. Well, I'll induct the uh, second uh, father and son. Um, the father is already there uh, due to the uh, Jim Mora wing of quotes because of oh. Dennis Green, who will always be known for. They are who we thought they were. Yes. Uh, and now it's time to bring on uh, the sad saga uh, that you may not be aware of, of his son. And our third Hall of Infamy class Oof. of 2022 inductee, Jeremy Green. Yeah, that's, that's right up there with Andy you know that story? Kid. I know it's bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Jeremy Green, uh, of course, Dennis Green's son, former uh, ESPN podcaster, uh, infamous for being criminally cringe to the nth power. Speaking of someone showing us who they are, Jeremy Green had uh, made a career out of hiding certain tendencies until sunlight shone on him and disinfected his whole world. Green, surely with some guidance from Pop, started his football life as a scout for several organizations, was named director of pro personnel for the Browns in the early 2000s, and then when Coach Butch Davis bounced, Green and other front office folks were dumped as well. Jeremy found himself writing for ESPN and became known to me as he hosted the early version, I think the earliest version of their first football podcast. He seemed knowledgeable and sharp, and I liked his passion for football. He had other passions, as it turned out. The podcast started being guest hosted by the producer and other random people in the summer of 2010, and if you didn't search out the details, you may not have known why, because they sure weren't saying a word about it on the show. In fact, his name was never mentioned. He's the Chris Benoit of the ESPN football podcast because his name was never, ever mentioned again after the things came out about Jeremy Green. All those sordid details became known. Green, despite being married with two children, decided to chat up a woman who he thought would bring her own children up to Bristol to have intimate relations. I don't even know how else to describe that. According to an arrest warrant, he shared pictures and videos of other children with the woman, not knowing that the woman was actually an undercover detective. This led to his arrest at a motel where police found him, a woman who wasn't his wife, a computer with loads of kiddie porn, an ESPN company computer, and oh yeah, why the hell not some cocaine. Green was dumped by ESPN, eventually pleaded guilty to the child porn, and served three and a half years of a five-year sentence. His father will always be associated with they are who we thought they were, 
but no one could have thought his son would be a Michael Jackson wannabe. Sometimes you just never know what you thought they were or something. My, my discounts, my dismounts suck tonight. I apologize. That's our third NFL Hall of Infamy class of 22 inductee, the story of the disgusting Jeremy Green. Uh, yeah, so let's see. We went from uh, a double homicide. So, we, so yeah, we went from, like, uh, law and order, you yeah. know, and then we got uh, then we got the uh, the drunk driving, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That's not, you know, I don't know about that. Where that really falls in law and order, uh, you know. He went to jail? I mean, he... Maybe yeah. Jail, but he, he no, got I mean, like, what's spinoff of Law and Order that would be? Because this one's definitely the uh, the SVU. That's, that's uh, definitely SVU. Law yeah. and Order. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Coach's, the, the, coach's kid hooked on Kitty. Yeah. So that's why I brought up Andy Reid's kid. You know. Uh huh. So ooh, yeah. So this 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 uh, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna hear about this guy. He's he, this uh, Jeremy Green is is he's the Hunter Biden of the Green family. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, the the black sheep for for sure. Oh my God! So, uh, yeah, you know, and again, Denny Green, he, he's pretty much untouchable. Great coach, uh, distinguished career. Yeah, really, not a whole lot of bad things that we can say about Denny Green, but uh, his spawn uh, definitely oh. putting himself very well. Where, where is Jeremy Green these days? He's he's, he's still kicking, right? That is a uh, he, that's radio silence right there. I haven't heard a thing. Oh. I, I couldn't find a thing about him on the internet after he got released from jail. He is he is laying low, as they say. Okay, <laughs> you know that's uh, probably for the better. Yes, definitely. There's definitely a situation where the the, the least you hear about, or less you hear about the guy, the better, because that means he's presumably keeping his nose clean. Either that, or he got much better at what he does. Hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, wow. uh, that the, the I can't remember the law. No, is it criminal intent? The, the, I was trying to think of the one with uh, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. Yeah, that was criminal so, intent. So yeah, that so, was that so was the, the one where uh, you kind of already know who did it, but it's more about them kind of breaking it down. So you got a yeah, lot more of it from the uh, you got a lot more of it from the like the criminals' perspective, and then the investigative. But not a bad show. Um, but that no, quite like didn't it. have the didn't have the legs of the other two. So that's the show I can I think that's more like planned uh murders or planned crimes yeah. that weren't just kind of uh things that happened, like crashes, car crashes. That's the, the original law and order is drunk driving crashes oh, that just kinda oh. happen. So yeah, the the O J one goes into criminal intent. Uh, Leonard Little goes into the into the regular. That would be uh, Lenny Briscoe will be investigating uh, Leonard Little there, <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely uh, Vincent and Stabler would be all over uh, Jeremy Green and his kitty porn on SVU, no doubt. Yeah, uh, we're, we're yeah. covering all the angles. It, well, you know, and you're pulling stuff up out of the memory hole too. I mean, this this is definitely, you know, this is definitely the the realm of things we we just don't want you to know. Like, like don't don't look over here. Oh you, you don't, no! You don't see this. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Move along, folks. Nothing to see here. I didn't remember how much of the Jeremy Ring story you remember because I definitely talked to you about it, it when it happened. Because I was like, yeah, "Dude, it, you're not going to believe this." It's one of those where it, it, it triggered 
for a real short period of time, this is let's give the NFL credit and ESPN credit for how fast that disappeared. Ooh, they covered that up real quick. They got rid of him, fired immediately, and never mentioned again. Like I said, the Benoit of, of NFL podcast. Yeah, all guys so far are, are getting the Benoit treatment. Yeah, you don't hear anything about Leonard Little ever. Yeah, that's that's true. And of course, OJ. Well, and, and every every once in a while he gets mentioned. Just it, it, like you said, you can tell it's just so begrudgingly. Like they don't. It's like, well, right up. We have to bring this up, <laughs> you know. So so and so broke this rushing record set by this. Uh, who's it? What's the name? OJ Simpson. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on breaking yeah, that record. Yeah, that they, guy. They, they, <laughs> they tried not to mention him ever on NFL uh, broadcasts and, and shows and whatnot. And he's got, he's got a lot of records because he was a great damn player, but you never hear anything about, uh, about the juice. Like I said, unless uh, he goes and embarrasses himself and brings attention to himself, basically. Which he was doing, you know, quite admirably after he got off, uh, you know, after yep. he got acquitted because that would have been, that should have been his cue to just disappear into obscurity. Uh, but, but it wasn't, and then he finally no, ends up getting popped for that uh, that thing in Las Vegas for the memorabilia mm-hmm. heist mm-hmm. or whatever it was, where he goes and busts into the guy's hotel room and you know pretty much jacks him up because of, he was there was a disagreement over some some memorabilia, and then that's what I believe finally got him put away. Yes, he he has been to jail. It's not for the murders at all. No. <laughs> Civil responsibility, and he's still looking for the killers. Still. All right, uh, moving on to our fourth thing. We are still staying dark, but we're getting off of the criminal element. I don't think there was any jail time involved here. Um, this is still ick. We're, we're we're staying with the ick, but we're staying. We're getting out of uh, out of out of prison. We're getting off the law and order for a second, um, and we're going to go to another man with ties to our Hall of Infamy, one of our earlier inductions, because this man will now be a double inductee because uh, into the Jim Moore wing of quotes, because he's very proud, I'm sure, of his guarantee. But he's not so proud of the night that he told the entire world, I want to kiss you. Yeah. Good old drunk Broadway Joe. Boy, that was uh, Joe, Joe Namath has now, for a Hall of Famer, <laughs> tangentially been put into the Hall of Infamy twice. That's hard to do. Hey, when you're when you're hot, you're hot. When the man knows how to, to get attention and how to make news, uh, again, the first time, very proud of that, I'm sure. <laughs> Second time, not so much. Uh, so a hearty congratulations to another NFL Hall of Famer, Joe Namath, who finds a way, uh, like you said, into our Hall of Infamy twice. First person with two entries in the Jim Mora wing of quotes. On one side of the spectrum, the uh, he surely is very proud of uh, his New York Jets Super Bowl guarantee. This is way over on the other side of the spectrum. On Monday night, December 20th, 2003, the Patriots visited the Chets on Monday Night Football, and ESPN sends sideline reporter Susie Colbert to interview Namath live during play. Joe was apparently about three bottles into the evening, and after slurring through some thoughts on quarterback Chad Pennington and the underwhelming Jets, he decided, you know, that's enough foreplay. 
let's get down to business. <laughs> and uh, here, here now is Joe Namath letting God and the world know how he felt about Susie Cole. Joe, it's been a tough season for Jet fans. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. What we know is we can improve. Chad missed Chad Pennington, our quarterback, missed the first part of the season, and we struggled. We're looking to next season. We're looking to make a, a noise now, and I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Yeah! Huge compliment. Yeah, you know Joe Namath, it's part of the four-decade team. We'll see these guys at halftime. All right. Thank you, Susie. Joe's just a happy guy. Isn't he? He's just a happy guy. Oh, boy, is he happy. <laughs> oh, wow. Joe's just a happy guy. Uh-huh. That's my favorite broadcast crew there, uh, both of ours, putting the icing on, the, on that ick cake. Yeah. Is that the uh, Mike Patrick, Joe Theismann, uh, yeah. Hal McGuire uh, group? Joe, Joe and Mike uh, tried to chalk up Namath's come on to him just being a happy guy. And then Paul McGuire did pant, oh, boy, is he happy. Oh, boy, is he happy, yeah. <laughs> boy, howdy. I don't care if – I mean, we always said the Jets, but, I, you know, it's truly the team. I don't care if the team is struggling. <laughs> oh, man. For that That's a funny one just because of how many times uh, we have made reference to that. Oh, everyone has. It's it's, yeah, it's yeah. infamous. It really is. I mean, uh, so th- that's good that you got that in. Uh, I like some of the the AV work that we've gotten done here <laughs> these last few shows. You know, with the pulling of quotes and and such along those lines. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's always the best where you can go and find the stuff and actually present it uh, the way it, it actually happened. And you definitely uh, get the uh, you definitely get the sense of of how in the bag oh uh, Joe Namath was even without seeing it. Yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> you can you can smell it coming through your your computer screens uh, and your and wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast. Uh, this is how ubiquitous Namath's quote is, by the way. My wife, my wife. I feel like I'm bored right now. Uh, my wife doesn't watch football, doesn't know much about, it, doesn't care about. It. But when Namath pops up on our TV as part of that Medicare coverage ad campaign that we've all seen, she responds, isn't he the drunk guy who was struggling? (laughs) Even she knows about that. This is the crying Jordan of the NFL. It's the moment that a man who was at the top of the sports world generations ago gets discovered and memed by the TikTok and YouTube generation who doesn't know anything about his playing days. Namath never imagined that he could top the fame from his guarantee but on this fateful evening, he was no match for the unmistakable beauty of um, Susie Culber. Well, y- you know, mm. that was what twenty years ago. Yeah, two thousand three. Uh, yeah, almost twenty years ago. Yeah, the sad thing yeah. is, uh, Susie Susie looks the same. <laughs> right, she hasn't she's really had, changed. She's had some work. <laughs> There's a little work done. You know what? Yeah. So is Joe. So there you go. Well, well, I, I don't want to say this to diminish uh, the looks of, of Susie Culver, but he, Joe was, you know, looking through with some beer goggles too. <laughs> Good point. Thank you. Thank you. you know, <laughs> he, here to bring clarity to the issue. Yes, yeah, so he he may have said, "I want to kiss you to uh, anybody." Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
I was about to go there. You gotta be careful. Yeah, we I disparage was, these days. I, I was just about to go there. I'm I'm looking at her in my mind, and so are you. But I'm not gonna say her name. I, I, <sighs> there's so many options. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go. But I'll run also, far away from uh, that before I get. Involved. Also, to your point, that was the best uh, broadcast broadcast crew that we we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond underrated. Uh, made me very sad when ESPN lost that Sunday night football contract because they broke up that group. And yeah, if it was a, if it was a, if it was a crap game, you knew it. If it was a bad officiating night, you knew it. Um, but then they also could bring, you know, the good games, right? When there were really good games too, um, they they stayed in it too. And I, I appreciate that. You know, it's not the uh, the Joe Buck. <laughs> Have you ever watched any of the YouTube videos about all the awful Joe Buck calls. No, because I've lived them. How how lack of uh, you know how much lack of description he has on these plays. The, they they show the my favorite one is when they show him calling the uh, the the Minnesota miracle with the Stephon Diggs play up the mm-hmm. sideline. The most minimalistic call to something that I mean I jumped off my couch when that happened. Yeah, and it was just when you listen to the call, it's so boring. Like how you can make that moment less, and that's what what makes me miss those those crews like that. You know, we don't have too many three man booths anymore either, because it's hard to do. Monday Night Football tried doing it for years, and very rarely ever got the I mean, ever got the mix right. You know. They've been. They tried just recently with with, with Booger and uh, Brian no. Greasy. Well, but Booger was doing the weird uh, driving up the yeah. sideline in uh, in his Booger mobile or whatever the hell thing that was. But it was still but a three man booth. He was just kind of out there like a ghost. Like yeah, he was that of, was weird. That was weird. Or, or when they have these ones where, uh, oh God, when they used to have what's his name, uh, Tony Siragusa, they'd have him down in the end zone. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. The things talking about how these... how big the guys are on the sideline. Well, yeah, they're football players. Thanks, <laughs> Captain Obvious. Uh, R.I.P. just did... lost him. I'm just trying to figure out how that moment uh, with Joe Namath hasn't uh, hasn't made it in yet because that that is infamous. Oh my God! Everybody knows it. Everybody knows about. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Struggling. <laughs> Everybody you knows. You got to condense that. it down to just that. Struggling. <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. Struggling. Struggling. <laughs> and yeah, the the broadcast crew. Um, I, I'm not going to go on whole, and on. You know, without just getting the audio too, you still got the visual of him like trying to lean in for a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really he tried weird. To lean in and kiss her before he before he even yeah, said the words. Yeah, it was yeah. just so bizarre, so, so ick, so so uh, ick. yes, so, ick, so ick cringe is as the kids say. <laughs> oh, very. Uh, at least we but, never but like knew said, anything about Joe Namath's massage habits. <laughs> um, Joe, like all the other players that have probably gotten happy ending massages, knew about discretion. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yes. Pick your pick, to, choose wisely. <laughs> knew how to get that shit done in privacy. Um 
yeah, the broadcast the favorite. Is, I, <laughs> and stick with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go on and on about it, but uh, we lost a great Vin Scully, of course, uh, in the broadcast oh. world. Um, Speaking of great thinking, broadcasting. Right. And thinking about that crew of, of Theismann and, and McGuire and, and Mike Patrick, I think the one thing they had in common with uh, Vince Scully, not trying to say that they're exactly the same, but I greatly enjoyed both of uh, both their works. But Vin was by himself, and those guys were, were a threesome. Which is but just the, amazing, right? Think about that, that you can fill that much airtime and have it be dramatic and, and interesting, and you're you're basically doing the play-by-play and the color all by yourself. And pulling anecdotes and stories and weaving it in, like yeah. you have to be an all-time great to even pull that off, uh, to, con- to even convince someone to let you go on the air and try to pull that off. Uh, so yeah, obviously Vin was was a great, but the similarity, what 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 they what they all have in common is they make the uh, broadcast uh, enjoyable for the uh, for the person watching. It makes the person watching happy uh, or happier that they're watching that particular. Uh, broadcast that particular right. version of it because you can feel the uh, the joy and the happiness of the broadcaster through their work and that's that's big time to me I, you know I can't speak for every fan or every, everyone else that watches sports but when the person calling the action uh, is happy to be there and is, and is really enjoying their work uh, it makes it more, much more enjoyable for me the the viewer or the listener and that's what the uh, Patrick yeah. and uh, McGuire and Theismann did uh, because, like you said, when it was uh, a great game to be watched, you know, when it was one of those Steelers-Ravens bloody 10-3 oh. slugfests. So, you know what? And they were right in that era when we were just starting to get those contests, those 9-6, those yep. like the best <laughs> low-scoring football you could ever watch, and they yeah. enhanced it. Exactly. They they were right in there, and uh, – they gave you all the details and all the uh, excitement, and, and they, they let yeah. you know what was going to happen before. We've got to watch what Troy Palomalu was about to do right there, and then there he is just lighting somebody up. So they gave you the, the enjoyment of the, of, the, of the telecast. They gave you the joy of the game, and they also prepared you and, and, and made you smarter for watching as well. Yeah. And, and that's another big part of it as well. And then when things like the Joe Namath thing happened, they could get... Joe's just a happy guy. Isn't he? He's just a happy guy. Oh, boy, is he happy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, is he happy. They can give you that. Oh, man, he knew. He knew. No. They all knew. <laughs> they all knew, but Paul was the one that said it uh, yeah. in so many words. Which, was which is perfect. funny because we, we talk about them and we talk about Ben Scully passing. And we think about what we talked about last week. Is that There's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos <laughs> That'll be a home run. <laughs> oh, so yeah, there's that, there's that, that end of the spectrum, and then there's Tom and 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 Joe Buck, and, and that whole yeah. end of the spectrum uh, where that 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 does no, not you sound know, happy when when those guys yeah. are calling the action. They don't sound like they're enjoying it. So that's and, you know, and, and I don't want to talk. Well, we need to fulfill a few minutes here because still got 17 minutes for your last one. But <laughs> right. um, but you know, these this era. It's over of of these of these broadcasters who who brought interest and personality and, and could really infuse something into the broadcast. Everybody now is so milk toast and can sounding, and, and you know, and then mercenary. So these guys are all jumping from team to team to team, and um, 
you know, very, very few other than guys who have a, a shtick, you know, shtick isn't enter- entertainment, right? I, I, well, I'm up here in Wisconsin, so we've got Wayne Larravee, who the Bears had for many years, too. Wayne is shtick. Yeah, two-yard game! Yeah. Yeah. There is your dagger. Oh, God. Okay. You know, it's exciting <laughs> if you're a fan of the team, maybe, but it, uh, it's shtick. Uh, he's, he's professional, at least. He's He actually knows yes. what he's doing in, be, in no, between he's, the shtick. He is a good broadcaster, and when we had him down in Chicago, he would call Bears games. He would fill in on GN for Cub games all the time. You know, he never embarrassed himself. Yeah. He's, he's good at what he does, but, yeah, like you're saying, he's he's got a thing that he does, and he's trying to you know, right. get – his, his get his, get himself over is what is called in in pro wrestling parlance. You, when you you know get make sure you get your your shit in, make sure you get your line in, and make sure everyone knows mm. who's broadcasting this right. thing. Is, is Ooh, he's getting he himself said the over. Thing. Yeah, you, you're said waiting the on him yeah. to say that thing, to do that thing, that thing you do. <laughs> um, I, you, I hope it's not over. I know you 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 bring up great points and correct points that all the new guys that come out are all the same and they all sound the same and they're all trying to sound the same and they're all trying to not be controversial so that they can keep their jobs. I, I get that, but God damn it. You got to have somebody break out and have some, some colors, some spirit to them. I know if I ever got a, got the opportunity, I would be extremely professional. I would make sure I, nobody could ever see through my stuff. Uh, I would have absolutely every note you could think of and, you know, I I wouldn't try to fit them all in, but I would be 100% extra prepared. But I would also have to, I guess, get my shit in. Uh, it, it, what I would call it was just putting my own flavor on it. You, you got to distinguish. You got to make yourself distinguishable somehow. Otherwise, how do you? Yeah. How does anyone know who you are? Like they could be all the same guy, and, and like you said, they they go around in a, in a merry-go-round as it is, changing jobs and going from city to city, and you don't know one from the other because they all sound exactly the same, and that that, that just sucks. And I don't want to. I don't want to sound horribly sexist here, but that is to me the problem with the uh, female play-by-play callers. Hmm. They all sound the same. They they do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, that, you know, same rules apply to them. I, you can uh, be professional and get all your stuff in, but yep. you also got to do something to distinguish yourself. Right. And, and but they've they've out. all got that manufactured voice, and you can hear right. it. Right now, you yeah. can hear it. It's manufactured excitement and manufactured everything, and it just and, and, and they're also it's cookie cutter, and there's no personality, and it, it just it drives me crazy when I hear the the over almost like phony enthusiasm. Not that the right. guys don't have that too. No, but, it, it, it's exactly the same thing. It's uh, all of them, yeah. man or woman. Show me that you enjoy what you're doing for one second, please. Put some yeah. flavor in it to distinguish who you are, so that we don't think you're all the exact same person. And do something to make it sound like you actually are glad to be there and you understand the uh, the privilege of, of of the position that you have. Because right now, yeah, you're, you're right. They all sound exactly the same. They all sound exactly like they're just trying to keep their job. Or they're yeah, trying too not, hard, I believe, is the word uh, I would use. That, you know, like, like, yeah. it's a little little much. Like, okay, I, I get it. I see what you're doing. But it, you're so indistinguishable from everybody else that's doing what you're doing right now. I couldn't mm-hmm. name you one by name, female play-by-play caller. Oh, God. Um, 
this is going to sound horribly sexist by me too. I I know I know there are several different ones. Right, there's multiple. The, the point is when they call the game, I think it's one, and then they show the face, and it's oh, it's the other one. <laughs> oh, it's the oh. other one. Okay, Oops. all right, all right. Uh, the our misogyny <laughs> minute is over. <laughs> Oh, it's not Pam Ward. It's the other. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, Pam Ward, I mean, she had, like, she was the mascot of awful announcing <laughs> for years. Yeah. For that block, all... which is still kind of around, but not what it was right. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, but, yeah, they, they they do all kind of, yeah, we just totally went Kings of Non Sequitur uh, off on a, on yeah. a broadcasting tangent. Which is fine because, uh, like you said, we got so much time to I'm spell. Helping you I'm helping with the airtime. I'm, I'm watching yeah. the time, so you know. Yeah, because I'm I'm just plowing through these inductions. I got one more to go here. All right. Uh, so let's 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 knock that out. And you've kind of alluded to it a little bit. Oh, okay. Because we've talked about a little bit about Deshaun Watson. You're going to get to him uh, in the in the after show. You had some comments. I know you want to get to that whole situation, and of course, I got thoughts on it as well. Um, Deshaun will have his day. That whole, that whole situation uh, will absolutely have its day because it's extremely infamous, but it's still in progress. We, we still don't have any idea how it, it's going it, to turn out. It's on its way to being an instant classic. <laughs> it really is, uh, once it actually finally gets resolved. However, we've got another situation of somebody who had the means to do things discreetly and just chose not to. And wound up embarrassing himself and everybody around him. Uh, I'm not going to induct the. Uh, he might be in the Hall of Fame already, but he probably oh. will be one day. The uh, the uh, very legendary seven championship rings owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. I'm not inducting him. Instead, I'm inducting Orchids of Asia Day Spa. Uh, yeah, very deserving. Very deserving. Um, we've got all sorts of entities in the Hall of Infamy. We've got plate people, places, things, ghosts, animals. We've got all sorts of things. We've got a building now. We've got uh, uh, the actual day spa. I don't know if the building itself is still standing. I know the spa is permanently closed. I found that out in my research. <laughs> well, they lost uh, their orchid- best client. <laughs> the Orchids of Asia Day Spa uh, yeah. in, I believe, Jupiter, Florida. Uh, is infamous for giving an NFL owner the happy ending Deshaun Watson prays for every single night. The saga of Patriots owner Robert Kraft's rub and tug is infamous and embarrassing for the same reason Watson's tale is, because men with the financial means to buy women should focus on buying those who want to be bought and who provide the utmost indiscretion. Kraft is worth more than $8 billion, that's a B, according to Forbes, so the thought of him showing up at a $59 day spa in Palm Beach County, Florida on January 19, 2019. Come on! He likes it dirty. <laughs> uh, it's baffling. Um, that's not a number I made up, by the way. The massage costs $59. That's not – I didn't pull that out of my ass. That's actually what it's it like costs. like an oil man. change. <laughs> uh, for a half hour, 79 for an hour. $8 billion. What the hell? Uh, the spa had a rep for happy endings, but law enforcement caught on and set up a surveillance sting, and old Bob got caught getting a hand job during one visit and a blow job during another. Well, you know, Crap. when you go, I tell you what, when it's only 59 and 79, <laughs> leaves you plenty of room to leave a tip 
if you get what I mean. I see what you did there. <sighs> Kravt had chosen the wrong joint to go slumming in. Luckily for him, he's filthy rich. So, like OJ, he enlisted a murderer's row of attorneys who had no other objective but to get their client off. The women and their madams oh. were caught. You see what I did there. The women and the madams were caught in the prison system as they battled their charges. Uh, they mostly didn't have the means to post bail. Kraft posted bail, avoided the perp walk, pled not guilty to solicitation. His lawyers got the video evidence thrown out on technicalities. And in September 2020, the charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. Funny how that worked. All the videos were ordered to be destroyed last year. No harm, no foul, right? Except we will immortalize and remember Robert Kraft for managing to get wrapped up in a sex scandal that could easily have been avoided had he used some of those billions for outcall. It's called outcall, dude. Man. to you. There's no video. There's no police. They come to you. You don't have to worry about Ah. Orchids of Asia Day Spa, my final entry into this very dark, dank, all of it for me, class of 2022. Yeah. You, know, you know what Bob Kraft needed? <laughs> A lot Jeffrey of things, Epstein. But... He needed some Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. That, that's what he needed. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. He needed a Jelaine Maxwell in his life, right? Yeah. Somebody to sort of guide him the, the right way instead of down the wrong what path. What are you doing? What are you What are you doing? <laughs> There is an excellent story uh, in Vanity Fair with, with a lot more details by a, a lady that actually went down there to the community and, and did some, some legwork yeah. and interview. Uh, apparently, like, he was, in, was with a friend. A friend drove him to the he, – he was trying to go to a hotel to get a massage, and it, it was not available. I don't know if it was – if they were closed or what, but a friend of his said, hey, I know a place, and drove him to – the other side wow. of, of the tracks, to, to the dirty side of, of Palm Beach Man. County. See, they, they had to throw out the evidence because it was all swallowed. Wow. Don't even. Don't, don't even know where to go with that one. Oh. <sighs> Uh, yeah. We, however, we can keep the tapes, right? We, we get to, we can put the evidence in. We can have that playing on a repeating loop in the Hall of Infamy. I, I wish we could. I, when I say the tapes are destroyed, I mean like a judge ordered Damn. them destroyed last year. So I, telling me nobody's got a copy. Come on. I, that would not be uh, surprising. That just because you destroy uh, these all these tapes doesn't mean somebody somewhere doesn't have something stored away. Uh, for a rainy day. Think about how that, much just be crap the Patriots to be squeaky clean. How much crap they have been exposed to between so that to and well, that and Deflate Gate and uh, the taping of practices illegally and uh, Aaron Hernandez and then all oh, the Patriots. Oh my God, Tommy! Oh jeez, this makes you sick. <laughs> Did you see the uh, meme on uh, Twitter somewhere or on social media about now with the first round pick getting taken away from the Dolphins, another surprising piece of news, which coincidentally came out the day after the Deshaun Watson ruling. uh, And you want to talk about take, (laughs) you want to talk about deflecting all of that hate and anger. Deshaun Watson owes Stephen Ross a big solid. Uh, or Roger Goodell, who decided to make that ruling the day after the Deshaun Watson yeah. ruling. 
Yeah. Um, coincidental. Uh-huh. Like this whole Deshaun, well, the NFL is appealing that, so this Deshaun Watson thing ain't over yet. Oh, definitely not. This is um, far from over. But the meme pointed out that there's only been three incidents uh, disturbing enough in NFL history for draft picks to be taken away as part of the punishment. You mentioned two of them, the the the, yeah. uh, the Flake Gate, gate and uh, and then the taping and the and the videotaping of practice. Video, yeah. Oh God, Spygate. Mm-hmm. And now with this, uh, for. Stephen Ross tampering and trying to get Tom Brady down to Miami, yeah. which means that Tom Brady is involved in all three of the times in every that every single one involved. of them. Yeah, it's not, not going to be on his in Canton. But you know <laughs> what? We'll remember. <laughs> oh, certainly. <laughs> certainly. We got – man, that's the, that's the thing. We, we, we catch up on all the things that should have been in, but there's more. There's there's more being created every – but wait, yeah, there's I, more. The football hall of infamy, I mean, if we really, if this was our full-time job and we had support and we had people that we would have decades of material waiting to go into the hall. And then the problem is there's new stuff all the time Mm -hmm. that supplants that stuff. I can't tell you how many times I have had, like, I was pretty sure what was going to go in. I'm, I'm sure if I look at my phone right now at my Hall of Infamy for football for next year, I've got enough to go in right now. Things yeah. will happen between now and then, or I'll see something, you know, or, or it's just your memory gets jogged. And how many times we just were bumping things out of the way mm-hmm. to make room for all the recent stuff? Like, we know we are living through Hall of Infamy level stuff all the time in football. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, there's so many guys and incidents on my, on my notepad here, which is just the back of an envelope, but, uh, that have, <laughs> I keep mine in my phone. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only, you're, that's you're, my one bit of organization is my more modern. My base, than I like, yeah. So I've got my, like, so ba- for baseball, seriously, I have already got five in my phone. So I had 10 already ready to go when I did baseball this year, which is, which is just crazy. And if I go, you know, start looking for my, my football hall of infamy, which is funny because I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always updating these and changing the, I've already got 2023 hall of infamy candidates. One, two, three, four, I've got six already in here for next Mm -hmm. year. And I'm sure I'll find more. Yeah, if you just just wait a minute. Just there, there's there's more coming every time you look up. Something else Man. is happening. Uh, yeah, I, I got to tell was... you, though, looking at my list is not as dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We uh, need that balance. We we can't be all dark all the time. That would uh, that would not be uh, that would be too consistent. Right. We need some lightening up. Uh, but yeah, if anybody wants to pay us to be the the TMZ of football, we're uh, absolutely open for business uh, in much less detail at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a note anytime for any yeah, reason, I, I guarantee you, you do any of that. You look at any of that dark side of football stuff at our hall of infamy has way more, way more. And, and some crossover too. It's funny to look at some of those things when they were doing a, a they were doing a show about diva wide receivers and they're talking about Terrell Owens. And I'm like, Oh, come on. We got that covered. So big time. We, we, we covered all the, the tools of T.O. We did that years ago. Come on, man. Uh, 
yeah, we could probably collaborate with them and, and really help them out and give them some ideas that maybe they don't even know about. But yeah, they can't, they can't do it all. Well, thank you. I'm, I, I feel like I've, I had a lot to live up to. I was hyping it and, and making everyone realize, hey, it's gonna, I even told people at work, man, I'm, I'm going dumb tonight. I'm going dark and dumb, and it's going to be crazy. And uh, I, I hope I uh, came through. I hope everybody that tuned in to uh, get the extra dark version of the uh, Hall of Infamy induction uh, got everything that they could want and more and, and learned some things. I'm sure a, a whole lot of people don't know about that Jeremy Green story. I'm glad to have enlightened them on some of that. Uh, that's that's the, you know, the point of, of the Hall of Infamy is to, to educate, to inform you about things that you probably won't ever know about or would, would not ever learn about. Um, so we, we entertain, but we also want to inform. That's, that's the key. That's the goal. And then hopefully I did that tonight. That was a, uh, that was a crazy list. <laughs> and that's just the five that I picked off this year. <laughs> Cause there's, there's more, like you said, there's always more. The most recent is the, uh, uh, is, is Robert Kraft, and but that's not you know last year or whatever. That's that's several years ago. So uh, you know I, I I went back. I really went back for those other ones. Uh, you know the OJ and uh, the Jeremy Green thing is a, is a decade ago and whatnot. Uh, yeah, there's 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 still out there. There's still plenty of stories out there. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna so have to definitely... do my work and find something dark for next year. <laughs> Uh, so you definitely had thoughts on uh, the Sean Watson decision, which, uh, as we know, is just the beginning of the story. Well, just how ridiculous, you, you know, Twitter was, Twitter exploded. Uh, and Twitter explodes. Yeah, well, you know, that's one of those where I understood it because you had the, the posts and they were so accurate about, it. I get that the NFL is going to have, it's punishment and it's going to punish players and do things. And I, I understand it, with, but how uneven the application of justice is in the NFL, but we think it's bad in our criminal, like regular criminal justice system. Like you see the stuff that players are getting suspended for or kicked out of the league for, um, you know, and, and what Deshaun Watson has done. I mean, obviously this is not murder, um, but murder yeah, players who commit murder typically uh, don't come back to the NFL, uh, you know. But in this case, this is so egregious, and, and it's just especially with the Me Too and all this stuff. And you you have a guy. Uh, I mean, Ray Rice hits one hits his girlfriend, and he's gone. He was pretty much he came back, but he was never. It was done, right? I mean. Uh, the current poster child of all of this is Kelvin Ridley, who I'm sure you've seen all the comparisons to and posts about, who apparently gambled uh, while he was hurt on a game for the team he played for to win a game. And uh, he's indefinitely suspended from the NFL. Yep, for $1,500 of gambling. For a $1,500 bet. Can't play football anymore. And Deshaun Watson, who sexually assaults or allegedly gets Allegedly. 25 complaints. Yes, I don't care if you settled them. That don't mean anything. Settling the dispute doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means you settled the dispute. And in fact, and usually that's sometimes more of an admission that something happened than that didn't. 
Um, yeah, most innocent people don't settle lawsuits against them. Uh, yes, not 20 of them. And there are still <laughs> ongoing litigation, and there's probably still going to be more complaints. So his, the, the six games to me seemed just ridiculously low. And I, I know it was arbitrated, and it was coming from a sort of a quote-unquote independent uh, person in this case who obviously hasn't looked at any of the precedent in the NFL for what suspension should be. Yeah, except her uh, written part about it made it seem like it was th- this this terrible stuff and so egregious. And the, the the written decision didn't really match up with the decision itself because she talked about how it was such a stain and and was one of the most you know vile things uh, done in the NFL, but because it wasn't uh, violently sexual, whatever that means, uh, then that was sort of her way of, of splitting hairs and, and getting on uh, the side of, hey, I, I, did, I had to come down on them hard, but I didn't come down that hard because at least it wasn't violent or something. It was just, it was, it was bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre. Um, and, 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 Maybe the most bizarre part of it is I wasn't aware of the uh, appeal process, which basically is Roger Goodell or someone that Roger Goodell appoints is the appeal. And it's like, well, so how did this that just that feels like another thing that the players' union thought that they won in uh, the, the collective bargaining gr- agreement, and it actually didn't really amount to any kind of victory because they go, oh, we made it where Roger Goodell isn't the guy that's making all these decisions. We're going to get it to this third party, and they're going to make the decision. And then you find out, oh, wait, if the NFL doesn't like the decision, they can just appeal, and Roger Goodell can make the decision anyway. Oh, fuck, well. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, at that point, what's the whole point? If you're, Is it just to say, well, we tried. We tried it your way. And we got a third party, so we uh, we made sure that it wasn't all Roger Goodell. We made sure that it, it wasn't just his decision. Uh, we we got it to where somebody else is going to step in that's not invo- that's supposed to be not involved with the NFL and is going to make that decision. But if Roger Goodell doesn't like the decision, he can just appeal and say, "Okay, I'll, I'll take it from here." So it's like, well, everyone seems to be of the all the NFL experts that I follow on uh Twitter and uh people that I read seem to all be in agreement that this appeal is going to result in Deshaun Watson not being suspended six games. He's getting a lot more than six games and he's also gonna get fined because this lady talking about the most vile, egregious thing that you could think of in the NFL also didn't find him at all. And it's like, okay. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get some money from them. They're gonna suspend them more than six games. How much more? Who knows? But I, it, I don't know if they're gonna do the whole year. But uh, and Goodell, you know, did a good job. He set it up so that he's not the one doing the appeal. He, you know, farmed it out to somebody else, some other judge. Um, so it's gonna look like Goodell is again not part of the process. But this is Goodell's handpicked guy, so obviously uh, he's gonna be doing what Goodell wants him to do. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it was, it's a whole, the whole process was strange. The whole thing was weird. The fact that it got to this point and it took this long. And we're, training camp is, is underway, and preseason football is, is starting. And we're still not – this still isn't resolved. We thought this was going to be cleaned up. I think, well, I, I 
So I say we. I shouldn't speak for you. I thought this was going to be cleaned up and completely resolved by now, by the by the time we started training camp and, and started playing preseason games, because otherwise you're, you're asking a team as you know as much as the Browns are getting bagged on for making this move, and you can argue how uh, not smart it was. Uh, it's still kind of unfair for them to still be sitting around going, uh, well, how long is our guy going to be out, and who's our starting – and how many reps should we really be getting uh, for uh, for Jack Brisket, and should we be looking for a third guy out there? Should we, you know, all these things, all these questions that are unanswered and unresolved because of this uh, – just a bizarre way to handle this, the, the whole appeal process and all of that. Um, it's, it's odd, but the whole the whole thing is odd, I guess. You know, the, the the fact that he couldn't stop going to all these women trying to get happy endings is extremely odd. I guess that's the uh, my my point is don't ever uh, lose sight and lose track of why all of this is happening is all because Deshaun Watson has a fucking problem and won't admit it, and that's why we're all going through all this right now. Yeah, and I mean, and there's there's a lot of you can go through a lot of you, obviously you don't want to try to you know psychoanalyze it, but I think there's that there's that mentality of, of being invincible, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know, the entitled athlete, right? You can just, you can do whatever you want, get away with it, and apparently he was Deshaun Watson. He's a millionaire. He must have just expected these women would be just falling over themselves to uh, lend him a hand, so you know, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, him and Robert Kraft, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very timely. Um, yeah. Putting in the putting in the Robert Kraft one just on its similarities to to the Deshaun Watson thing. And, and Out call. Dude, you don't have to do that. Games, though, that's what just blows me away. Yeah. From what I was reading, it seemed like the the, the lady, and I should uh, Google and get her actual name, but I don't really care that much. Uh, But that she was trying – this is the first time that that they've used her, so she was trying to – straddle that line she didn't want to come down too hard on the player because she didn't want to seem like oh this is you know just another roger goodell clone coming in and then slamming a hammer and then killing the players all the time so she wanted to not do that but she also didn't want to be leaning because of the fact that of, of what he did and how disgusting it was and like i said reading her uh statement about it she seemed to know and acknowledge how Horrible and disgusting his actions were, and then gave him six games. It just didn't. It didn't match up. Didn't make sense. No, not at all. It, 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 maybe you feel like you're sort of off the hook too, just knowing how how backwards this appeals process is. Just the, that you that you know that pretty much Roger can get Goodell can step in any time and go, nah. <laughs> yep, I, I didn't like that. Not enough no. games. I'm, six, we're going to feel games? that. No, we're just going to make yeah. it a whole year. Or whatever this third-party person that he assigned is going to wind up making. Right. Might be a whole year. I don't know. We, 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 we're, 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 again, was, we're, we're in the holding pattern. We're waiting. I was, in the, I was in the camp that would have been completely okay with an entire season. Just knowing yeah, me too. what the other results have been, what other players have been basically kicked out of the league for. Right. Um, oh, God, who's the weed guy who, who, who just can't stay in the league? Uh, uh, Josh Gordon. 
Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon did not sexually accost 25 women, <laughs> allegedly, you know. That we know Josh of. Gordon smoked a little, 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 little happy weed, you know, which in, in many states is legal. What he did is legal in many states. I don't think what Deshaun Watson did is legal in any state. No. <laughs> okay. Just throwing that out there. I'm no lawyer, but I don't believe it is. Yeah, either. and I also don't believe that weed is is uh, a performance enhancing drug. I don't think it's going to help you play better. Uh, who, who knows? It's, they didn't so, uh, suspend him for for performance enhancing weed. They suspended no, him because that's what I mean. Is you think about weed. how many like the weed guys, right? Remember, uh, oh God, yeah. wasn't Warren Sapp a weed guy? Remember before the draft? Right, that's why he fell to the bucks. Or uh, Laramie Tunsil with the with the gas mask. <laughs> I don't know what he was. I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, I don't know. I, I don't he's not know. trying to smoke it. He's trying to like swallow all of it. I don't know. I, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never tried it, so I can't speak to it. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It was. It wasn't the, about uh, enhancing his performance. The only reason I. Hesitate is because maybe it could be kind of performance enhancing. Like if you're really nervous before games, you hit a little, hit a little weed. Maybe that calms you down. Maybe you play better. Who knows? I, I don't know, but you you would have expected that with all of the things that have happened in the past and just how bad this whole Deshaun Watson thing has been, I, I would have expected this ruling to be precedent setting. Yeah, me too. What's the deterrent here? Um, we talked about this a, a few shows ago. Like, how many women was too many? Uh, obviously, one. Right. But at, at which point? Right, so, if Deshaun Watson had only had this happen one time, this would still be a big story, right? Definitely. And he would have been suspended. I'm. A, by by these standards, what will you do? It's like, will you get suspended for the first drive for one woman now? <laughs> uh, he served his punishment. Now here yeah. he comes on you the second drive. You can't play the first the quarter field. of a preseason game, Deshaun. <laughs> That's what I mean. That this is almost precedent setting in the wrong direction. Well, even before this weird ass ruling. Um, I, I talked about when the Browns made the deal and gave him all his money guarantee. Yeah. How how disgusting was that? That's precedent setting too. Like, oh, you did what down there in Houston? Oh, that's awful. You're an upgrade over our number one overall pick, though. So we're gonna move heaven and earth and bring you up here and everything's. No, that was you know Deshaun. There was already going to be this prefabricated outrage, no matter where he went, right? Sure. Every city that was talking about being in on Deshaun Watson already had all those articles written. <laughs> all the national media already had all the articles written just with a blank with the name of the team. How could so-and-so bring Correct. Deshaun Watson so, to their so city? There is already going to be this whole outrage factory for the Deshaun Watson signing. How the But then the Browns just completely did the, oh, yeah, watch this, hold my beer, NFL, by giving right. him all that guaranteed money. So they then that took their money. Out, right. So then they just outdid themselves with this whole out. So, I mean, even people in Cleveland, nobody wants anything to do with this guy now. Well, 
That's and some of it's his not fault. Entirely well, true okay, ninety percent of it is his fault. Ten percent of it is now the fault of the team who gave him a ridiculous amount of money for no reason. And guaranteed it all. The Haslam's are getting what they deserve when they anytime right. they get bashed in public for what they did, they're they're getting what they deserve. They're doubling down because they keep releasing statements saying how sorry Deshaun Watson is for what he did, even as Deshaun Watson turns around and said, by the way, I still didn't do what they said I did. So obviously they're just covering his ass and, and trying to protect their, their asset. Um, but it's still not true that everybody is, is in Cleveland uh, is coming down on Deshaun Watson and doesn't want anything to do with them because they're, they're, lining up and getting his autograph uh, at practice. They're cheering him when he comes out on the field for training camp. Uh, as, and as, as I said, uh, at the end of the day, no matter how disgusted, how, you know, a certain percentage of the, uh, the fan base might be with Cleveland, if he throws touchdown passes and lead them to the playoffs, it's going to be a, a large stadium uh, full of uh, people cheering and, and going crazy. Because Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as universally accepted. I still think that there's going to be, especially all the opponents, right? Anywhere he he's not going to travel well. I can tell you that. Um, right. But I I don't even I don't know how I, I obviously am not in touch with the sports media or the fan base in Cleveland, but I, I think we'll. I think we'll get that as it goes on. What I'm not looking forward to as this week six uh, thing holds where he's, you know, suspended six games is when we get to the uh, week seven uh, game where he's about to start, we get the sit down with him and one of the, whoever's calling the game that week. And it's, uh, I'm not watching. I don't know if he's got the balls to do that. I don't know well, if he's going to sit down with anybody. Going, it's going to probably be mandated by the team that he has to go on this rehabilitation tour, right? The, he can't the, just no, show up the, as the bad not guy. That team. Not, no, the Browns aren't going to make him do anything. He, I think the Browns have proven Man. and the Haslam's have proven that he can do anything he wants to do, and they're fine with it. If he never speaks to the media again the rest of the year, the Haslam's are going to cover his ass and be okay with it. And they're going to make it seem like uh, he needs his mental space. He needs his mental health, and we need oh, everybody sure. to respect his privacy at this difficult time. That's what they're going to do for him. Yeah. Man. No, I'm, I'm convinced who's the, that – Who's the guy who keeps getting the dildos thrown at him? <laughs> what? The dildos thrown at him? You weren't. You didn't see that in the playoffs last year in Buffalo. Yeah, when that guy scored the touchdown, and they threw the dildo into the end zone, and then they actually went back through and they found out that this same guy, I think, has had three of them thrown at him. Really? Oh, I, no. Oh, that yeah. part I didn't know. I don't. Hang on. Hang on. I better beat. You. I don't want to. <laughs> I might have to find a prop for the Hall of Infamy. <laughs> I did not read enough into the story. I didn't know that was a serial dildo. Yes, it's happened multiple times, and it's all been to the same guy. (laughs) So watch out, Hall of Infamy. There's clearly a story behind that. There's clearly something going on there. Yeah, there's a a serial dildoing going on with this player, (laughs) this thing going on, but... Uh, the best, the, the best is that screen cap of it, though, as it's on Nickelodeon, <laughs> right? Mommy? It's on Nickelodeon, I believe. What is or, that? Was that on Nickelodeon? Was that the Nickelodeon game? 
I, I don't remember. Oh, my God. I don't remember exactly. I do remember making a joke about who the sponsor would have had to have been for what would have been shooting in the end zone instead of the slime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> remember making that joke on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that might have <laughs> might not have been the Nickelodeon game. I think I'm conflating that with my joke. <laughs> oh. I was I was I remember the game it was the Patriots game, it was Saturday night. Uh I picked the that Patriots. Was not the I'd, one. Right. It was one of the worst picks I've ever made because they had no chance in that game. Um Yeah, you know but, COVID saved you this last season. I wasn't able to I, change I, my picks because I was sick with COVID, which sucked because once it once it looked like it was all over, I think you lost every pick. <laughs> um just about, yeah. I I I won the. I can't Super remember Bowl, if I you won the Super Bowl pick or not. I think you might have won that one. I did. I, I thought it was going to be a field goal game, and and that that's what it was. It was. Four? Was it four or three and a half? Four. Yeah. Yeah, it was close. But uh it, I we're getting to football now. This is this is fun. I did not watch a second of that game tonight. I don't care. I didn't watch a second either. I know I'm about excited. them introducing the players because I read it on Twitter. I'm excited that we're taking our kids uh, to a game this year. You know, we're taking the kids to their first game at Lambeau, uh, which is just a, good, just a cool place. I mean, you, it, it is football. It's like one of the meccas of football, right? Um, really don't know where the dildo up there. I'm hoping, well, I'm hoping, yeah, hoping there's no dildos thrown. But, yeah, my kids get to see a preseason game, but I don't think that they're excited to go to a football game, real sure. NFL game. They're not going to care that it doesn't count. Right. <laughs> you know, they might care in 10 years. You know, I particularly myself don't care all that much about going uh, to preseason games. I do remember the last preseason game I went to. I went to it with my wife. I don't even know if we were married at the time. And Aaron Rodgers I think he threw four touchdowns in the first half against Buffalo <laughs> in a preseason game up here. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching that and I'm going, yep, he's my number one pick in fantasy this year. <laughs> and he's, he's been there that long. It might have even preceded your marriage, which is 11 years uh, old now. Uh, Close, pretty, yeah, pretty damn close to it because – they, uh, yeah, because he's been their quarterback since 08, 07, right around there. Wow. Keep forgetting how he, was, he took over as soon as Favre left. Right, but he didn't immediately get the job. He he sat in. He studied for two years or whatever. Right, but once uh, Favre left town, though, and once Favre actually left, it was Rogers' job the whole time. Right. They, they went straight from, from Favre to Rogers. And I remember Rogers. Before he got the job, I remember watching him in some preseason action thinking he was just absolute garbage. <laughs> His first preseason with them was just awful because he played a lot because Favre wasn't playing at all. And right. uh, he was terrible. He was bouncing. It's just bad. I was like, man, this guy's terrible. I remember there was a game the second season, I think, where Favre got hurt. And he had to come in and play in the second half of a game and just was lighting it up. I was like, this is that the same guy. Yeah, sometimes it just clicks, right? he's, it turns out that Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. He, he's not bad. I'm still on record. They got rid of the only uh, wide receiver he trusts. They're winning nine games this year. They're nine and eight. I'm on record. Wow. No, I was looking at their schedule. Uh, they've got 11 in them, I figure. 11 and six. Hmm. 
they're gonna have a top five good. It, it better it's be. Just you watch. That's why they gave up all those uh, resources. And honestly, though, even even if they go nine and eight, they're still winning the division. Probably. That's fine. But, but no, I, I, they're 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 a double digit team. I don't think they're gonna be home field advantage good because I do think that there's some question marks on them. I mean, we were joking on the last show that their running backs might lead their team in receptions. Yeah, that, that's your uh, assert. That's your longtime assertion for this, since the, since everything went down this off season, and and I, I'm not arguing with you on that at all. Oh, I uh, I didn't I didn't taunt you on Twitter, but I almost sent you one of my I told you shows or the patented Nostra Thomas or I predict uh, Debo Samuel's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did it again. After all is said and done, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> That two for two now with my yeah. when the hot take is that the guy is staying. I'm two for two. Yeah, they. I guess that's the thing now is to make it seem like uh, in the media that you're just oh I'm through with it. I'm done with this organization. Yeah. They're done with me, and we're definitely breaking up. And uh, then they throw in the big bag of cash. And, oh, it's all good again. We all love yeah, each other. We, Kumbaya, we had that crack production staff. I'd go back and find that tape from. When we had that whole Debo discussion, and I was just like, he can't leave. He's useless everywhere else because all these other teams are going to want him to do what he's doing for the Niners. And, and he's saying, I don't want to do that. Well, then, then you're useless to us. <laughs> we want that. Right. So now they pay so, him, and now he gets to keep doing what that. he was doing and being dangerous. Right. So yeah, he's – that's why you give him that much money because he's doing that. So I don't think he's going right. to be. But he's not, he wasn't uh, leading back the to... team in rushing, but he was just—he's just so dangerous in, in special teams, receiving was. and running. He's just that all-purpose guy. He's probably the most all-purpose guy we've had since Marshall Falk. That's, that's quite lofty praise. Yeah, he wasn't their leading running back. He was just their, their best running back yeah. on the team. That's all. <laughs> well, well, I don't think he led the team in rushing. Uh, That's what I just said. He wasn't their leading rusher. He right. was just the best running back on the team. Right. Correct. Like Cordero Patterson. The poor man, yeah. Debo Samuel. No, I'm not saying he's as good as Marshall Falk was. I'm just saying that he did something that we hadn't seen since Marshall Falk. I'm, yeah, I understand. It's, that's, okay. that's quite the name to bring up. Because Marshall Falk right. is his own level. Um, <laughs> but did Marshall Falk have 1,000 yards rushing and receiving one year? He might have. Because that sounds he right, stupid. It? Yeah, he, he had some stupid uh, yeah. combination of all-purpose yardage, uh, rushing and receiving. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. something Mar- No, Marshall Falk was ridiculous, and uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, as he should be. Yes. And uh, he deserves it. <laughs> Debo, he's new to this, so he keeps this up. Uh, it, but it's so hard to keep up because I could I – you know – Doing it in a running back's body, I think, is easier than doing this in a wide receiver's body. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be nearly as effective as a receiver in a running back's body, though. Uh, the, no. the, well, well, right, because well, Falk makes... was a runner first, but nobody yeah. ran that wheel route. <laughs> better than Marshall Falk. <laughs> right. But he ran other routes, too. He was, he was slamming yeah, no, over the he could middle. Yeah, he catch out of the backfield. Yeah, he, he'd run the wheel route. He'd do that up the sideline one. I mean, uh, yeah, come out of the backfield and then that go route. And then, man, 
Just see it right now. Close your eyes. Just Kurt Warner just dropping that in there for a 60-some-odd-yard touchdown. And uh, almost unstoppable. And Debo, was he was that last year. Yep, different body type completely. His value is going up and, and mossing yep. you and just taking the ball from you. Like, you he can't keeps, do anything about it. He keeps the Niners least relevant. Now, I'm not going to go out and say that they're going to be good. But he'll keep them in the game. He'll keep them in games. No, he's Shohei. He's uh, he's doing everything oh. you could possibly ask him to do. <laughs> yeah. The team might might suck, might not, despite what yeah. he's doing, but he's still going to do what he's doing. Uh, and that's what his value is, is basically doing anything they, they ask him oh, to do. You know, we talked about this last week when we were joking about the Hall of Infamy for baseball when I was talking about the first slight, like we were talking about the first guy who got traded for himself and it's only happened four times. Now baseball is that weird sport for how long it's been going every, and every, still all the time. You'll hear about this has never happened before. Did you see that there was one today? Uh, did I, um, I might've seen the it. Angels, already. The angels today became the first team ever in baseball to hit seven home runs, all solo home runs in a game. <laughs> but not only that, to lose. I, I did see that. First team so to ever hit seven the, homers in a game first, and lose. First team to ever hit seven home runs in a game and lose, and also the first team to ever hit seven solo <laughs> home runs in a game. You, you keep watching long enough, you, you see stuff you never so seen. Was, I'm pretty sure that's two firsts ever in a game. Yeah. And they still lost. And they still lost. Yeah. That's the Angels, man. Shohei, no Shohei matter what pops they up the shortstop on the first pitch he sees to end the game. They could have Trout and Shohei and Man. Griffey Jr. in his prime and A-Rod in his prime and Barry Bob, and, and they would still find yep. a way to lose. The I would just lose. Not high on the Angels. I haven't – I mean, I, I call it a sideshow. I, I mean, he's he might be the best talent and best player in the game. Got their manager fired. Got, yeah. Well, Joe Madden had to go. But they're not doing any better since Joe got fired. And Trout's hurt again. And, I, I thought they were going to trade Shohei. I thought they should have. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't think they were ever going to. There were there were rumors. I know with the trade deadline and half the league got traded, but he didn't. Yeah. I I don't know if I could have done. That. I will tell you what's weird for our fantasy team. Nobody got traded out of our league. On our we had two guys that got traded in the league, which is just so rare that we actually that Ben Attendee went to the Yankees. And then Trey Mancini went to the Astros. Nobody on our team got traded out to the NL this year. I was just sitting here like, oh, what? We've actually been at Bazaar's third place recently. Huh. So Making our late it, run. It's Yeah, it's not all, uh, not all gloom and doom. Well, that makes up for all those years where we've had like half the fucking team get traded to the National League. So. Oh, yeah. That was my first season. Oh, my God. Yeah, we we've been decimated by that before, so we were we were due. We were. We, we've also knock on wood uh, been relatively healthy <laughs> this season. Relatively. Yeah. It is it's tough. There's not much you can do about it. I, I've told you about yeah. my fantasy team and our and my health issues. My yeah. my we get four IL spots in that Yahoo league, and man, I swear it's my my IL spots have been filled all year, and they're filled yeah, right that, damn now. You told me about that was just absolutely crazy, and, and what we've also benefited from is guys who were just really bad are actually starting to play good baseball. 
Right. Like like Marcus yeah. Simeon. Turned out exactly. he's he's really not a one seventy eight hitter. <laughs> yeah, we had we, uh, yeah I had Simeon Simeon on my team, and so I've experienced the same turnaround. Uh, I think the last time I talked about my team, uh, I was tenth. I was probably yeah. probably right right before the All Star break. Um, now I think I'm fifth. Okay. Uh, so I'm 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 trying to make my late push too. I'm, I got that whip out trying to get that damn horse to to go and give me. Give me something, man. Keep going. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a, a better finish than I thought as well uh, in my league. Uh, but I'm still, I've still got injury issues. I'm still got my IL spots uh, all filled in. Uh, Jazz Chisholm just decided to like break a bone in his neck or something, and uh, oh. so he's probably not playing the rest of the year. Uh, I, I talked about Jack Flaherty and then taking a gamble on that pick, and he wound up pitching three innings and going right back on the uh, injured list. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's been tough, but uh, you know, got to got to do what you got to do. But yeah, the same as you, the the resurgence is because of guys that had shit first halves actually turning right. it around and playing much better in the second half. So that and I picked me, up I... Uh, Carpenter with you. Oh, oh no, and you didn't kill him. Not yet. He's got fifteen bombs and hitting three something, which is. What I really needed even more than the homers was somebody to fucking hit more than two thirty. Uh, yeah, three twenty-two <laughs> with fifteen bombs in uh, one hundred and fifteen at bats. Uh, that'll play. That's Barry Bonds <laughs> or John Dowd. <laughs> Why do I remember that? Yeah, John Dowd. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> one of the that was one of the that was one of the baseball was that MLB? That was MVP. MVP, yeah, and he was white and right-handed. Right. So that you, there's no way that could be a Barry Bonds clone. He's white and he's right-handed. Right. He's so nothing you just like go Barry to the Bonds. Player editor and make him black and left-handed and change his <laughs> name to Barry Bonds. And what was even funnier was the name was programmed into the game. So did you know that? Yeah, we because uh, when yeah. we would play. John Dowd would step up, and all of a sudden you'd hear, and here's Bonds. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, if you changed his name to Bonds, the announcers would say it. That's Yeah, that's what I meant, was that the announcers right. would so say they, Bonds. They obviously, yeah, yeah, but you they had to obviously go in and recorded the audio. Bonds. Right. They obviously recorded the audio and, and then uh, let you get that, which I just, that, that's funny to me. That had, that could not have been an accident. That that's an Easter egg that they put in there on purpose. You know, that, yeah, those, like they those knew, programmers. They knew, <laughs> they, they knew. knew what people were gonna do. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's Darn gonna get the game. Way. Everybody's gonna get the game, and they're gonna go in there and they're gonna change it, right? They're gonna put Barry Bonds in the game. So let's just record the name Bonds. Yeah, uh, M- MVP 05 for PlayStation Two. The uh, the yeah, Giants left fielder was. A white guy named John Dowd who was right-handed and had, he all, had the all the physical like, characteristics the, right. of Barry Bonds. He, he would, he would, yeah. He'd mash the ball. He'd hit the ball 500 feet. He was Barry Bonds. Yeah, his power was 99, and his speed was 92, and all that. Yeah, it, it was Barry Bonds basically. That's funny. Because, I, that, just the fact that you remember that. Yeah, just out of nowhere, John Dowd. The, the stand in for the doppelganger for Barry Bonds because Bonds wouldn't uh, give up his licensing rights to uh, to the video games. 
Oh, there's there's a there's several guys who uh, who that happened with uh, Michael Jordan on those NBA games uh, would not give up his license. So the Bulls had a player named number ninety nine who could do nothing wrong. Just was the most <laughs> awesome athlete you've ever seen, and also happened to have a shaved head. But that wasn't Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. <sighs> and I'm sure there's plenty of other examples as well. Yeah, those licensing deals, they're, they're, they're interesting. Some of those, I guess, when you get to that level of, of superstar where you say, you know what, all these other Ham and Hagers in this locker room that are happy to be on these video games, I'm, I'm yeah. above them. I, I deserve better. I'm going to hold out, and you cannot use my license, or my likeness, rather, uh, until you properly, I guess, compensate me more than kiss all these the other ring. guys. You got to kiss the ring. Jordan yep. had no problem having his likeness used because we had all those, uh, what, Jordan, Bird, and... Uh, oh, yeah. Was it Magic? And What well, was Magic and Bird? The one-on-one basketball games that were... Oh, man. Um, and, yeah, sure. but Jordan yeah. Jordan had a game as well. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Jordan and Bird, and it was just one-on-one basketball. You against Larry Bird. Right. That's when video games were so simple. Now, oh my God, I tried to play. If I tried last time, I tried to play like an NBA 2K type game. I, I was like, I can't do this. I'm not hitting yeah, the seven-button combo to dunk the ball. <laughs> like I'm playing Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Yeah, yeah, that's you get to that level. Uh, fatality. <laughs> after a while, these video games they they make it more and more complicated to the point where I guess we kind of age out. We're like, nope, not yeah. for us. Can't can't do it. That's how I felt about those ML the, the game MLB the Show games. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I might, I might have a better chance of hitting an actual MLB pitcher than hitting some of these things. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you got to figure out which, uh, what location, what quadrant of the plate is the pitch is coming in, yeah. and then you got to guess what pitch is actually coming yeah. and the velocity. The shit just comes like, in oh, filthy God. as hell, and you can't, you yeah. can never judge anything below the knees because oh. it doesn't give you any concept that the ball is going to be low. So you think mm-hmm. you take it, and it's at the knees. You're like, oh come on, right? And then you swing, and it's bouncing in the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, very, very frustrating. I haven't tried to play a baseball game in a long time either, and it probably would not go well at all. So, you know, so, you're done, so, you, so that means does that mean you're retired from all of your uh, – Yeah, yeah. Season, I, even, your, even your bears are retired? Even Baron Armstrong and, and my bears, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the whatever – Xbox Game Pass on my computer because my I've got a my daughter plays I've got a cheap Xbox down here my daughter plays on so I've got the Game Pass thing so for free I could download if I wanted to and play the most recent Madden but not the newest Madden I've thought about just downloading it to check it out yeah yeah uh, Madden's always be Madden that's the one thing you can always just be guaranteed about Madden is you'll always know how to play Madden. Well, uh, unless you trained on Madden 03 for 20 years like I did and, and did the franchise right. mode, because the Madden you sent me when you bought me the, the, the PS4, uh, it was different. There were different things you had to, you know, the, the speed button was completely different. The, there were other buttons that were completely different, so they oh, do change them up. The uh, the super secret turbo button. <laughs> right. It was even more secret because it was a different button now. Um, so it, it does change. And, uh, yeah, all the different uh, 
ways you could throw the ball with all the with the touch and with the zip and with the, and they added some things to that too like you could you know loft it in between zone coverage and stuff like that and uh, I, I would be able to learn it if I could if I, if I you know if I sat down and trained on it but I just don't have that kind of time now with the you know the job no, I, and, the, and the wife and all that yeah that I get and you get it more than me because you got the the kids and that whole thing so yeah probably the next time I play one of those types of games probably be when they're old enough to start playing those games yeah. And, and then they can get the joy of beating old old dad at those games. Oh, that would be so frustrating. <laughs> dad, dad, you're, good at you're this. slow. <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah. Controllers had two buttons. I remember controllers were one button. The old Atari. <laughs> Where's the joystick on this thing? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, I think that's going to be about it yeah. for us this evening. I think I'm. I think I'm good. You got uh, going to your uncle's, wife's uncle's this weekend. We were. I, I thought we were going to all the way up to when my wife came home tonight and said we don't have to. So that's one oh. of those situations where if there's family members that are able to come in for the weekend, then they oh, let right. my wife know. And so you're and sort of on standby. Yeah, we we did it for like three or four weekends in a row. Uh, the month before, and then there were a couple weekends where we were able to not do it, and then of course there was uh, those couple weekends that we were gone, we were on our vacation. Um, but yeah, since we've come back, there's been uh, two week, the last two weekends in a row where I thought we were going to, and then uh, she got the call and, and said, "No, you don't have to. We're, we we got this this weekend." Because um, the weekend before we went on vacation, we actually went over there uh, that Friday um, where we were, you know, when we were flying out on Sunday uh, at, at the, in the wee hours of the morning, we actually went to his house Friday and we're going to do Friday night, but then we let them know we wouldn't be able to do Saturday night because we were flying Sunday morning at, at you know, at four in the morning or whatever. So we get there that Friday night and we didn't know his daughter had flew in from Seattle and was there with a friend and they were, uh, they already had food and, uh, we're going to be staying that whole weekend, and and his daughter was on the phone, you know, with somebody talking about, hey, you gonna bring the drinks and so they were about to have a, a good time, and my wife was like, okay, we'll be going now because <laughs> this is obviously uh, taken care of with you guys, and it would just be, you know, uh, uh, too many people at that point if we stayed and tried to. Uh, shoehorn our way in as well. So my wife actually made that decision to, you know, because I, you know, had all my stuff and brought all my, you know, I went to work and then I drove and I came home and I got a suitcase and I got all the stuff that I would need for one night and drove all the way out there to his his house and, and picked up dinner and whatnot and then it got there and saw all these cars in the driveway and I'm like, uh, who, who's who's here? What's going on? Oh wow. Um, and walked in and saw them and my mind because I did all this stuff, I, I didn't even consider uh, would it be too many people in the house in my mind I'm just thinking I got all my stuff my wife got all her stuff we're here we got all our stuff I was like where are we going to sleep now what you know which bedroom are we going to take and which one are they going to take because I, I, that's just I was you know 
completely zoned in on we're here and we said we were going to be here, so we're just going to stay. And my wife is the one who made the decision. No, that would that would not be good. We, there's too many people here. We're going to actually leave. And so we got all our, all our stuff and, and went right back home, which is the smart thing to do. Again, this is yeah. why I married her, because she makes the decisions that I would not. I, would have, I was just completely, you know, 100% headstrong into okay we're we're here we're we're going to stay here this 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 evening um and it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone well cuz like i said she had people coming and they had drinks and it was probably going to be a, a big party um, so yeah that's uh it's it's great that he's got family members that are able to come and uh and and pitch in because it, when he first went into the hospital it wasn't looking too good as far as that goes so that that's why we got into that habit of being the ones to get over there because he was relying on uh the the woman that was staying there with him actually when he uh when she found him on the floor in the, in his bedroom uh, which was yeah. um his uh his daughter-in-law's one of his daughter-in-law's sisters was was staying with him because he was already having some some issues but then there was one morning where she you know, went into his bedroom and he was on the floor. And that's when she had to call the ambulance and, and as you know, his, his, his heart stopped and they had to put a pacemaker in and all that stuff. Um, and after that, it was, she, she basically was like, okay, I can't do this full time like that. Cause she was kind of being his caretaker. Um, but that's not, you know, when somebody just comes out of the hospital after being, you know, a week in the hospital, uh, and needing all the physical therapy that he needs from getting back on his feet from being out for that long, uh, she couldn't handle all that. And that's when my wife and I, you know, okay, we'll, we'll go over there on the weekends and, you know, she'll be there during most of the week. Um, and there's there's days when she's not able to do in the middle of the week as well. And that's when my wife goes over there by herself. Um, but on the weekends, it's, it's the the plan was me and, and my wife, um, unless there's others that are able to step in and that that's that's where we stand. The last couple of weekends there's been others that, yep. that have been ready to step in. So that's that's well, how we'll that goes. Play, we'll play it by ear as we get in here to the football season, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is uh there's gonna be times when um we're gonna be over there for the entire weekend, Friday and Saturday night, which means that right. I'll uh I and mean, we discussed this a little bit on the last. Yeah, like, I'll just run the board, and you can call in. I'll have to call in on the phone because I can't use yeah. his uh, Wi-Fi to to be on the on the show on the computer because his Wi-Fi is kind of weak. So. <laughs> well, no, that would be bad then. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll just we'll do that. You know, but, you know, family family comes first, and we'll, we'll we'll work with it. How many times have we changed things on here for family things or or whatnot? And we're we're flexible and. Uh, one one last thing because I'm go, we're going through here with Hall of Infamy stuff. Yep. And today for baseball is a happy anniversary for Hall of think... Infamy uh, member Robin Ventura. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. Happy yeah. anniversary! Twenty nine years ago, I believe, <laughs> one shy of thirty, that that Robin Ventura got his ass beat by a forty six year old man. So congratulations, <sighs> Robin Ventura. And despite that being a White Sox member, that was your induction because it was a low light for a White Sox member, which means uh, you, could, that was, you took great uh, joy in, 20, in doing I'm that. I'm looking at the list here. I'm on the master list. Uh, 2017 was our inaugural year. So believe it or not, so think about that. We've been doing baseball now 
This was our sixth time. Already. Doing a, yeah, uh, yeah, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, tw- six times we've already done baseball. It doesn't feel like we've done that many. Um, but that maybe that's well, we haven't we compared altered. to football. No, nothing compared to football. But, yeah, our sixth time, sixth go-around doing, but we both did five the first year for baseball. And, uh, yeah, I got, that was my inaugural <laughs> season. I got Robin Ventura in. And for getting noogied. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I've had a few White Sox uh, high high points here. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, you, you're you the one to put the Leguiz in. The Leguiz twin, those, 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 not twins, but that's another father-son. No. I'm, I'm good with my yeah. father-son combos. Yeah, the Leguiz, and then I also had Disco Demolition Night that same year. <laughs> God, another uh, low light in, in White Sox. You <laughs> love low lights in White Sox history. Hey, I, I've trashed the Cubs, too. Don't worry. You, you you put Brand Brown in. I figured I, oh, that one belongs to you. Uh, and and the black hat. <laughs> That's right. For the for the I, the, the sixty nine collapse. Yeah, I'm I'm not aware of like nineteen sixties uh, NFL happenings that are infamous like like the black cat thing. So I can't go like back murder. like that. that yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, I, I would have to like, sit down at a and, and Google and, and look up yeah. 60s, 50s and 60s and 70s infamous happenings in the NFL to put some of those in because I'm that, I just, they don't pop out you know in my mind. They, well, you know, and you think about the lore, like the lore of baseball is so much longer. For most people, the lore of the NFL is the Super Bowl era. True, and then even before that, it's just basically, oh, well, this play, this this championship game was the greatest yep. playoff game in history. It's and it's bits and it's bits and pieces, right? Right. It it it's not you know, or, or a player like people who like who just know their history, you know, like oh, Red Grange, you know, or like okay, <laughs> like, you, you know your Bears history, you know, Sid you know, Sid Luckman. All right, I don't know anything about Decatur. Sorry. Right. You know, you just know these things. Well, that's everybody knows Sid Luckman because he wasn't he the like the Bears all time leading passer up until Jay Cutler. Right. So uh, that's why you know. So the guy from yeah, the yeah. like forties was still their all time leading passer. <laughs> up until less than a decade ago. They'll, they'll catch up to the twenty first century one of these days. They're working someday. on it. Someday. Someday. So, yeah, yeah, NFL maybe, preview maybe will be about a, about a month away, a little over. That's right. Season kicks off on the 8th, I want to say. I know the first Sunday of baseball is on 9-11. Um, right. Yeah, well, September you, you, 8th is the first Thursday night. So you know to, to gird yourself and get ready because you know what that Sunday is going to entail. A lot of flags. A lot of, yep. uh, a lot of, uh, lot air, of injuries. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, a lot of uh, Air Force shows over stadiums, uh, a lot of flying lot of point, flyovers. Points, points of emphasis. Right, whatever. Uh, new rules, uh, point, yeah. point of emphasis. Um, and, yeah, lots of really bad play because, like you said, it's basically preseason week four. You know, and I do still have my I do still have my Sling TV, and I do get NFL Network on there. So I've got a sense if I'm at, like if I'm at work and it's really slow because NFL Network will just play all the play all those preseason games. That's right. probably 
how I'm going to watch most of my preseason is just going to be on delays. Yeah, if I watch it at all, that's that's how I watch it. It's just yeah. can't sleep. One in the morning. Uh, oh, they're showing the Steelers Jaguars game that they played a few days ago. Uh, let me check that out a little bit. Is that who's playing like tonight? No, tonight is Jaguars Raiders. Jaguars. Okay. Well, even better. <laughs> so I'm actually I, uh, the way my I work no starters gonna, actually played in that game. The way my work schedule is going to end up lining up, I'm probably going to be off those two days leading up to that. So I'll probably be off on that Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll be able to do our uh, preview either one of those days. Excellent. So we can take uh, it right up to kickoff almost. The the only um, question that we wind up having is, uh, do we do one whole enchilada to our live show, the whole thing, or do we split it up into two nights? We've, we've done it both ways. We've done it both ways. I If I end up truly having both of those nights off, Maybe, and I'll think about it, maybe it makes more sense to split it up just because we always give the short shrift to whoever goes last. <laughs> this is true. You know, and we're um, doing the last two divisions in 12 minutes. Right. Either way. Because we have to, because we'll get into some argument about something awful that <laughs> shouldn't be argued about. You think they're going to finish third? I think they're going to finish fourth. Right. You're I remember crazy. one year it was like we were talking about the Miami Dolphins and they were just absolute trash <laughs> for 20 minutes. Right. So it, it might be better that way. Or or we just schedule uh, an extravaganza and try ha, ha, ha to, to stay on the script. Yeah, I just thought about it. I think the reason we went for the the big ball is because I think um, back when my when I started in the bowling league, oh um, right, Wednesday. and Wednesdays became you know off limits basically, and right. I, I I might be starting back this year. I haven't uh, yeah. decided. I, honestly, I can do it either way. Um, I, I think we have become more aware of time <laughs> as we've aged. You would think, you would think we we become more aware, but boy, we still get to the uh, to, toward the end of shows, and we're like, um, we, we got to fit in all these other things, and we got ninety seconds. Uh, yeah, just like when we do our uh, pick, when we do that pick right. for that game on Thursday night, on whatever day we do our preview, we're gonna do that pick in the last ninety seconds of the show. And I'm laughing because every show uh, I I say to myself, okay, five minutes before the show ends, let me start breaking down and getting into this this pig, and then it winds up not yeah. working out that way. Cause... And that was back when we did recaps, which we don't right. do a recap show anymore. Um, right. You know, unless something that just amazing we have to talk about, which has been very rarely. Um, or, or was it last year? Last year, did we actually do a triple gobble show? I think we did. One of those, no, one of the last couple of years we didn't because I got sick. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, I'm probably figuring we'll throw one more one more regular uh, summer show up here between now and the start of football, and then we've got a football preview, and then back to business. And then another week we did a we did a recap show just because I was on vacation. We didn't have a real show the week before. Was that the week I did the show with my kids? Yeah, I believe so. The, the hostile takeover. That was the hostile takeover. That was a wild show. 
<laughs> that was that was a thing. That was an event. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's what we are setting up for as we get ready to uh, start another year, our tenth year of the podcast, getting ready to start it. Only a month away. All right. All right. Well, we managed to we managed to stretch this whole thing out to two hours. We did. And I'd still intend to get a hold of Renard and, and make that last show in between now and the beginning of the yeah. season, uh, a, a season preview with Renard um, and Kaz if, if she's available. So I, yeah, I slacked thinking, off in communicating with them, so I have to get back on that. I'm thinking that, um, I mean, if we're going to schedule it, I'd like to do it after um, the 19th, because that's when I I want to I want to come back with my report on the my, my family trip to the to the game. So that's football related. So, um, oh, okay. like the 23rd, that's a Tuesday night would probably be the show to do. All right. I will uh, let them know. So that's what I'm, that's what I'd say would be good. Cause we can't do the 22nd. That's my son's birthday. Won't be doing a show that night. Um, but the 23rd I'm home and that's going to be right after. So we have to, after that game we go to on that Friday night. So that'll be still kind of fresh in our minds. And uh, I think that'll be fun come back and give a, a report on that taking the map. I might even I mean, I might even get some participation. Ah, looking forward to some cute factor, okay. That's right. Talking All about right. their experience at Lambeau Field. All right, yeah, we've pretty much stretched it all the way out, so I guess we can finally call it a night. Uh, I'm done. That have... Turn it off the mic. <laughs> Those of you that have listened this far, um, you must be real fans, and I, I appreciate you, and uh, send us a note sometime. Nobody, uh, those of you who do listen, nobody communicates. So I'd love to uh, hear what you have to say about the show or about anything. So in much less detail at gmail.com. Again, that's our email address. Uh, I'm on Twitter at IMLDDre. Jason is on Twitter at IMLDJTG. Uh, and again, our blog in much less detail.blogspot.com. That's where you can read tonight's Football Hall of Infamy inductions. Um, and that's where you go to keep up with our picks when the, sh- when the uh, actual season starts and we get back to making football picks. It's it's coming. Football season is just around the corner. The exhibition season started tonight, and that's something I don't really pay any attention to, but some of you miss football that much that you did, and good for you. Uh, but, yeah, our next show we're aiming for uh, – the uh, Jason wants the 23rd on, on a Tuesday, and I will let Renard know, and we'll see if we can get Renard from Football Fan Rush Radio on the show and do a little season preview with him. All right, I'm finally out of words. He is Jay, I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. I am LD's Football Hall of Infamy Class of 22, extra dark, extra dank. I warned you it was going to be gruesome and icky and violent and that's what it was and and then some hopefully it was entertaining to all of you we are aiming to be back august the 23rd or somewhere around there and we will talk to you somewhere around then
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.